Good morning. Welcome to From Bricktown. I'm Derek Drakeford. I'm with Dr. Bob. Dad, how you doing? Wonderful. Wonderful. Just trying to digest our interesting election we had last night. You know, all over the world, we're interested in what your mind is thinking. What's on your mind? Well, it's uh, it's it was like a split decision, as I told told Sharon, uh, my my wife, that uh, it was an interesting uh, rebellion of the rural America in trying to assert their will on majority urban America, basically, and uh, we still have this ele- uh, you know elector system, which is ill ill uh, I won't say it's illegitimate. But it's non-representative, frankly. Uh, you've got, in some cases, an area like Montana that has as much electoral power as New York City. And that doesn't make a lot of sense. It gives power to uh, very rural areas and not to, not to the will of the people. Uh, so what we're waiting for now is we're looking at ballots being counted today at this point is urban ballots, believe it or not, that, are, that are, were mail-in ballots, and, and there's so many of them, millions, that's taking time to count them. Uh, I think when all is said and done, Biden's probably going to win. It won't be a landslide, but he'll probably win. Um, but it will be interesting as we go through this uh, bickering of back and forth with crazy Mitch McConnell, and what he does, what he does is he wants to stop everything which is unfortunate. Uh, but uh, it's, been, it's an interesting uh, <clears throat> uh, thought as we go through some of the things that are going through. Uh, and there were, there were some, mis- some real missteps by some of the Democrats. I mean, Cal Cunningham lost to the Senate seat primarily, of course. He kept on he was having affairs during election time. That's the craziest shit I've ever heard of. And somehow the lady or him or whatever told everybody about it. And that cost him probably the election because he was leading by a whole bunch. Uh, and I've never in my probably 40 years of being in politics ever heard of that specific thing before. Uh, my wife is pointing at me saying, my boy did that. I'm not sure who my boy is. Dad, does Sharon want to come grab the phone? Do you want to come and grab the phone? That's fine. Well, she's talking to me about what it was, so don't worry about it. I'm sorry about the dead space in there, too. But for everybody around the world who's listening, this was a world-changing election. Uh, it, will, it, will, it will cause us as a country to think very closely how we, re, how we respond to the rest of the world. Some of the things that Trump talked about doing with NATO, I would actually kind of agree with. Uh, I thought that NATO was not paying their fair share for us stationing millions of people, of soldiers, on European territory and not paying for it. That is one of the few things actually I agree with Trump on. And he got a lot of the nations over there to pay their fair share. 
which was which was better. I, w- I would agree with that. Uh, I don't think that there's much chance, believe it or not, that Russia is going to invade most of Europe. I don't think that's going to happen. Uh, but you never know. But that would be the end of, of, of Vladimir Putin, I think, if that happened. Uh, and he's got a very strong sense of self-preservation. So I kind of doubt that would happen. People don't really realize that Russia is really kind of a very small country now. If it wasn't for oil, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be able to balance its books. It's just an oil company. Uh, it sells oil, and that's about it. Uh, so it's, it's a very non-productive country right now. If, if communist regime survived for as long as it has, because it got all those other countries that were part of it before it, bro- before it was broken up. And that's where the grain came from, Ukraine and other, other places they had. And, and they got stuff from a lot of, a lot of the conglomerated countries. So together, the Soviet Union was, you know, a world power. But Russia is not. It is, but it isn't. It's got, it's got arms, but it's, it's nowhere near a world power. Uh, its GP, GDP is about the size of California's. Uh, but anyway, that's, that's, that's just neither here nor there. But Russia interfered with this election also, and so did a couple of other actors. And uh, Mitch McConnell did everything possible to make sure we could not modernize the election, the electoral system, so he could win. And one of the things that we have is we have a lot of politicians who do stuff for themselves and their self-interest without looking at the whole country and how we can help the whole country. The whole time I was a politician, I did what was best for my city. Not what was best for Bob Drakeford. And I think that's where you, where you need to be. And a lot of these professional politicians only think about what's best for themselves and how to perpetuate themselves. And Mitch McConnell has went from being a poor guy to one who's got a, about $118 million in the bank. So, uh, and all on the government payroll. But okay, that's, if he feels good about that and, and hurting people, that's, that's all he can do. What is it from your side, Rudy, as an urbanized endurance? You know, it definitely, you know, as the, as the uh, announcer said on CNN last night, I felt that the vote was going to be a repudiation against some of the dog whistles from President Trump about racism. Some, um, some of it was, but some of it was... Uh, a uh, applauding of that. Yeah, and that's that's definitely turnout went up greatly in rural areas. Yeah, uh, in support of what seems to be like an overtly racist agenda. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, so that's that's troubling. That's concerning. Just for love, you know. And um, South Florida definitely has a fear of socialism yes. and this concept of socialism because they have a, a more real history and memory of socialism uh, so I think the Democrats definitely failed in kind of making their case for a non-socialist government I don't, think, I, I don't think they necessarily failed 
It was just highlighted by Trump and his crew. Uh, you can't say that, that Joe Biden is a socialist by any stretch of the imagination. Mm-hmm. Neither is probably Kamala Harris. They're both capitalists. Uh, they both believe in achieving money as much as possible versus spreading it out, as, as Bernie Sanders would say, who's also, by the way, a millionaire, too. Uh, but as, as, as we go through this, uh, the country is going through a, uh, I would say a catharsis, but it's going through a, ch- a change about who we are and who we're not. And it's almost a situation where we, we're breaking almost into t- a, a series of different countries. And that's troubling, but maybe possibly, maybe what's happening. I, th- I think what came to my heart this morning was Doc Rivers' statement, oh, yeah. where he where he said, "You know, we keep loving America, but it just doesn't love us back." I think that was a, a true statement, but I don't think it's a, it's a total true statement. If Biden wins, people of color would would have who elected. Period. That's how that's that was his margin of beating, of winning. Because what's out there that will co- cause these elections, these states to be finished counting, are places like uh, Milwaukee and Detroit and Philadelphia. And they're, they're waiting just on people of color and folks. That's basically who they're waiting on. If enough folks got out to vote, then guess what? Biden gets in. If not, then there'll be a hung jury probably. Plus, the other thing is, if it goes as they said about which which states may not go, it may come down to Omaha and the, and the people of color in Omaha, because Nebraska splits its vote, and that one vote may make the difference between 269 and 270. 270, Biden wins 269. We aren't sure what happens. It may go back to the House of Representatives, and that could be anything. Because yeah. what you're talking then about about procedures that are over 150 years old that was for a different time and made sense then, but doesn't make sense now. So it's it's uh, the whole concept of of electoral votes doesn't make any sense. It needs to be popular vote. Period. Whoever gets the most wins, and that's it. Be done with it. This whole scenario we have here doesn't make any sense. Not in the modern society. And of all the developed nations, we're the only one that uses this system of, of electoral votes. And it was done to keep a permanent aristocratic caste to make decisions that were different, if necessary, from the populist. Because most people really realize that people, uh, electors are actually elected themselves by each party. And whichever party wins that state, that slate of electors is who votes. People don't actually vote directly for the president or anything else. Maybe, obviously, for the congressional and senatorial ones they do, but uh, for the president, they really don't vote for him. Or vice president, they don't really vote. It's uh, you voting for an elector who then votes. There's been a number of lawsuits about unfaithful electors who were voted by one group but really voted for another group. So it's, it's an interesting proposition. I remember when I was a, a delegate at the Democratic Convention in San Francisco, 
during that same uh, regional uh, election, they were electing uh, electors. Actually, Howard Lee was one of the electors they got elected. I remember that. Uh, but anyway, we're we're, uh, we're we're we'll have to troop on, see what happens. Uh, as a way, as a word of, of folks, that our uh, thirty-foot year is 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 nearing. Uh, it's, it's still in construction. The uh, deck is about two-thirds of the way through its completion, and hopefully, within about two to three weeks, we'll, we'll be able to put up the. Uh, Yurt itself, and eventually, over time, we'll have a we'll have a conference center there. Hopefully, within the next six months. Well, look, that is exciting to see. I cannot wait to see the pictures and, and help it to go up. Uh, is there any similar structure in North Carolina? None of that size. The third, the, the thirty-foot diameter of the yurt we have, which is about eight hundred square feet. Is the biggest yurt you can buy. Period. Uh, we have a 20-foot one now, which is about a third the size of a 30-foot one. Believe it or not, uh, not even a third of the size. Uh, but it, the key thing, key thing is that it's uh, it's something different, and there's no conference center within about a hundred miles of us. All of them are around the Raleigh Durham area where you are. I think there might be one at uh, in the area of the zoo. Basically, I'm never going to one around there. But as a, re- as a retreat center, we could do a lot of different things here. I think. Well, I'm looking forward to it. I know Purpose University you know, has some events out there. Looking forward to it. Yeah, I think so. That, that's that's about the thing we're talking about. You know, having a meeting place that's low cost and in a pastoral setting. And, and one thing you can say about us. We're definitely pastoral setting. If we're in the middle of woods, all around us, you don't hear any street signs or anything else. Street sounds. I was, that was what I really meant. My wife, something here, corrected me on everything I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> she's a big fan. Doesn't want to be on on your on the, on the telecast, but wants to talk about the telecast. Let's let's give her five minutes. Let's uh, put the phone. Let's let's talk to to, to Miss Sharon. Sharon, I've been told. I told me come over and get to grab the phone, will you? I'm told to give it to your mother. But she says she's eating. Otherwise, and her and Tommy are eating, so they're they're to refuse to do that. But we must get her down at some point in the future, anyway. Definitely, the world wants to know what it's like to live with you. Yeah, that's true. Uh, <clears throat> so, looking forward, uh, your book is going to be coming out soon. What is it that you want to accomplish with the readers? Well, hold on a second. The boss said she wants to talk. I knew he would harass me unless I came over. So, what can I do for you, sir? The the world is on right now. We're listening into from Bricktown. <laughs> We've got some. We've got some questions for you. You know. Okay. What can I answer? How, how is it living with such a great storyteller? Uh, you hear the stories many times. Uh, sometimes they change, and sometimes not so much. <laughs> <laughs> I was trying to remember the name of the 
Democratic candidate that your father was a was a uh, person that he was uh, going to his um, national convention to support. And um, oh, oh. Did, yeah, don't don't tell him, don't tell him he'll start barking. Oh no, he doesn't see the squirrel. Anyways, um, Gary Hart, that was the name of it. He also had a affair during the during while he was running for office. That's why he didn't make it into the Democratic convention. Now, Sharon, as you were watching last night, what emotions were you feeling? What were you thinking? Do you have my honest opinion? I wasn't yeah. watching. Okay. What I what I did was I figured by seven o'clock it wasn't going to be um, anything that was going to be decided in a timely manner. So I figured I might as well go take my book and disappear in the bedroom. And I I fell asleep. I check wake up enough to check the um, board, and that was about it. But uh, you know it's really sad. Um, we have had people who have been lied to for four years, and they don't have the, um, what's the word? They, they don't have enough, they don't read enough. They don't understand that what they're, what's going on is that they're being lied to. Um, for example, my son's up in Minnesota. Uh, one lives in St. Paul, and he understands the difference because he lives with a, uh, his um, wife is a uh, scientist at the uh, University of Minnesota. My other son lives in outstate Minnesota. I don't know if anybody understands that, but anything out in, within the six-county six area around the Twin Cities is considered Minnesota. Anything outside of that area is considered outside Minnesota. Um, and he lives about three hours from Minneapolis-St. Paul. And he thinks it's a bunch of hoo-ha. He thinks President Trump done a good, a good thing. He's, um, he said that he um, is better off now than he was four years ago. He said that anybody who needs a job can find a job if they want to work. Now, this is direct quotes, mind you. Um, but, again, they live in, in a very rural area, and that's what scares me. They're... They have been lied to. They don't read, and that's what I see a lot of, and that's that really upsets me, because I think a lot of our our um, rural counties don't get the information that they should be. Uh, a lot of our rural states don't bother to read; they just follow Fox News. And um, you know, for three years they've been his devote. Uh, network you know just recently they have started to play the other side so i have a feeling we have had a lot of bamboozled people out there and it, it really hurts my heart to hear that but um god's will be done well we don't you know at this point we don't have a choice we have to accept what's coming very powerful very insightful thank you for sharing that well I'll tell you what, every once in a while I come across some pretty intelligent things, <laughs> but not too often. <laughs> okay, here's the boss man. <laughs> Very often, Sarah. Thank you. I love you. Well, I guess, I guess you heard from the boss, so I thought I would, would uh, liven up the uh, broadcast to our, our, our listeners with a different thought. And Sharon owns about 
two farms up in Minnesota, and they're about 150 acres. Uh, so she's very, very familiar with rural America. It's a beautiful part of the country, Minnesota. It's cold as hell in the wintertime. Uh, the last time I was up there, Christmas time, and I was up there for two weeks and never got above 10 below the whole time I was up there. So I haven't been up there that, 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 that part of the year since. Now, it does sound like Trump has been doing a great job in rural areas. Oh, yeah. The misinformation thing of, of, of Fox News has been tremendous. They've only recently begun to be more balanced. And not that much, but still, they're still pro-Trump, but not as much. And they do question some of the idiot things he says. I mean, the man has told 20,000 lies. That's, that's more lies than anybody I can ever, any, any person I've ever, all, all the people I've ever met have done, politicians or otherwise. Uh, he lives in a, a world that's, that's not here. It's a dream world. And uh, I, I just hope that we can get this thing together and Biden can sneak up Stephen across the line with 270. Uh, otherwise, we are, we are in a world of hurt if, he has, if he's in control for another four years. Which I don't think he'll live through anyway at his age. I kind of doubt if I will either. But, you know, it's, it's just kind of tragic. And his mishandling of the, this, this uh, C-19 pandemic has just been criminal. Uh, it's caused the American way of life to drastically change. And everybody will, will be is dreaming for the good old days, uh, which wasn't good for a lot of people, but it's much worse now for almost everybody. Uh, I'm just lucky to be in a position personally that I've done well. Uh, and I, I'm in a better position than most Americans. Uh, so this, but this has just been a, a devastating time for everybody. Uh, New Zealand, it? New Zealand just uh, checked out their last COVID-19 patient. Is it, why didn't I just? Would you repeat that, please? Somebody was talking to me. I said New Zealand just checked out their last COVID-19 patient. They are free of COVID-19, New Zealand. I believe that. But what they did was quarantine uh, the whole country almost immediately. Like you couldn't go to New Zealand. In our case, nobody will allow us to come in. <laughs> the world has quarantined us. That's never happened. Uh, a lot of uh, what's happened has been uh, the rich has gotten rich, richer off that, the poor has gotten poorer, and a large part of rural America doesn't realize they've been bamboozled and are, and are drinking the Kool-Aid. Uh, so it's been, you know, tragic. Uh, you know, my son Lawrence and, and, and that crew out there and, and where he is way out there in outstate Minnesota, they believe that. Because they don't know, it's like know nothing, telling no nothing stuff. Uh, and sure, in his case, he's probably doing better, but he's got a very specific craft. He's, carpent, he's, he's a carpenter. Uh, and he does, you know, fine work, basically. So, he, like the work he does, the captains he's making are made, are bought by millionaires. Like the, he did the captains for the guy who owns Best Buy. 
but so, you know, that's a very different, very specialized kind of thing. But average Joe Blow in his community isn't making it at all. They're all much worse off than they were just two years ago or a year ago. But, you know, they, they trooped to the, you know, what's the name, and, and the voting booth and, and plunked one down for Trump, who said, I'll just do worse for you. Every place he went to over the last month has had, in his rallies, has had an increase of, of C-19 outbreaks, every single place. And he's, he's killed, looks like, over 6,000 people by just his rallies. And they're applauding this guy? I think it's criminal, frankly. But let's go on to a light, lighter subject. <laughs> Well, listen, uh, we know how you feel. <clears throat> I think the world knows how you feel, but I think the lighter subject uh, is kind of, you know, what's the re- reaction? What's the response? You know, how do we uh, move from this place to a better place? If I can say that, I think America will always rebound. And we always will do better just by inertia. We'll do better. And even Trump couldn't stop everything, even if he gets back in, which I don't think he will. So, in that way, in that sense, America will keep on going. It'll be different. It'll be on the different times, but we'll keep on going. So I say to the world, keep facing us and we'll be okay. And thus far, I've avoided C-19, and hopefully we'll keep on avoiding it. Adios, muchachos. We will see you next week from Bricktown.